0: Howdy-do, neighbor. It's Berean Spirits time once again. The boys have gathered around, and they're ready for you. So join in, make comments, and study with the guys as they try to study as the Bereans did in Acts chapter 17. Now, here's the guys.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Berean Spirits. My name is Chris Pelts. I'm the evangelist with the South Side Church of Christ in Springfield, Missouri. We've got Josh Thornhill with the Brookmaid Church of Christ over in Johnson City, Tennessee. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Hanging in there, brother? Trying to. Trying yeah. to. Awesome. Enjoying them smoky mountains this winter?
2: Uh, yes, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's another hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Another, another hill to
0: climb. That's
1: right. Man. Uh, we got Richard Dotson with the Kearney Church of Christ in Kearney, Missouri. Rich, how you doing, man?
0: Well, you know, another year, another Super Bowl. What can I say? So I I, I hate to brag, but, the you know, it's hard to be a Chiefs fan. Well, then don't. When, uh... <laughs> It's hard to be a Chiefs fans when I got friends all over the country who don't their NFL teams are already going to Cancun and uh my Chiefs still have a, another game to play. But that's you know usually the case. So I, I guess that's just the way it goes. What what can you say? It's hard to be on top. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Well, I I
0: do. I do think we need to keep the uh, Bengals fans in our prayers. It was a tough loss for them. They didn't know that they could even lose. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Unfortunately for them, they had to figure we had to explain it to them out at Arrowhead. We were like, Hey, you know, you see the scoreboard. You see how we have more points than you. And the clock says zero. That means you lost the game. So they, they didn't even know what to do now. What do we do now? And I said, well, you can go home. Go to
1: Disneyland.
0: Hey, go home.
2: Yeah, that's what they had to tell you all last year.
1: <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, he's
2: quiet all of a sudden, Chris.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you <laughs> know, I mean, hey. Did, hey, did David Samberg. Yeah. One out of four against the Bengals, you know.
0: David Stamberski writes in. I like what he had. <laughs> yeah. Sin Cincinnati. I wish I'd have thought of that. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> and that's what got them in trouble. They committed a sin on the sidelines by hitting our quarterback too late.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that cost them. That's for sure. Uh, show
2: sure. me in the scriptures where that's a sin.
0: <laughs> anyway, they violated the rule. <laughs> Yeah, right. Sin is a transgression <laughs> of the law. and The law states you don't hit, especially the quarterback, you don't hit them late. You don't hit a quarterback at all.
1: I Not, should have seen that one coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I can't believe. Show me where that's a... Show me where breaking the rules is a sin. Come yeah. on.
2: <laughs> or you could be uh, yeah. two in verse five where it talks about if anyone competes if an, in athletics, he cannot win unless he competes according to the rules. So, you know. They, you know, Josh, they, they, Josh they, they, is yeah.
0: one of those progressive preachers, pro- pro- progressively bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm having fun. Wow, wow, I
1: mean,
0: yeah. yeah are we, you know, what are we talking about this morning? Anyway? Well, it
1: sounds like you're trying to retaliate against his comments. What it oh, like. exactly?
0: I know I can't do that. No, then, huh? then everybody think I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> so we can't retaliate
1: right that's right, right. so are you get you get uh what are the, they kick them out of the game
0: you retaliation,
1: don't they throw them out
0: yeah you can't you can't get kicked out of a game for retaliation that's right it's usually if you hit somebody in a football game it's the second guy who throws the punch that gets uh kicked out and so. that's the retaliation right so
1: Wow. Man, I bet the Bible has a lot to say about retaliation.
0: You know, it's a good thing you brought that up, because it does have a lot to say about retaliation. Uh, and I can sum it up for you if you want me to. I, yeah, I would love for that to happen. It's wrong. It's <laughs> well, Thank you
2: for joining Brean Spirits.
0: <laughs> yeah. you, you don't want to do it. Retaliation is not something you want to be involved in. Jesus hit it right off the start with the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, in, uh, in his Sermon on the Mount, when he said in Matthew five thirty-eight and 39, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So, I mean, right away, he's, you know, <laughs> he's starting his ministry, hitting retaliation. And uh, there's many passages that, that go th- through it we can go through some of these uh romans 12 17 through 21 repay no one evil for evil and then never avenge yourselves what paul said um first thessalonians five fifteen. see that no one repays anyone evil for e- evil but always seek to do good uh to one another and to everyone um Another good passage is First Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. And that has to do right after he had been talking about the husband and wife. So, you know, we might address a little bit of that. Uh, Proverbs twenty four twenty nine. Do not say I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. So there's numerous passages, guys, that speak against retaliation and so what we're hoping to do today is to talk about that not to reveal anything new that probably anybody's listening doesn't already know but it always helps to be reminded because a lot of times we can find ourselves in relationships that can become heated and you can get worn down to the point where maybe you are retaliating and and that's that's not a good environment, especially if they're doing that to you. So I thought we would talk about that today if, if you guys don't care. And and, uh, and maybe can. maybe we can remind uh, those who will be listening as well as ourselves that uh, this is not something that is Christian. Uh, this is not a good Christian behavior. It's not Christ-like. And, uh, and, and, we always have to look to Jesus hanging on the cross. I mean, did he retaliate? Uh, no, he did not. And so that's, that's something that, uh, we have to think about when we're getting angry with someone and we feel like they got the best of us. Uh, are we going to retaliate? or Are we going to act like Jesus? Yeah.
1: In, uh, in Galatians chapter six, verse one uh, there's a text there that tells us that if a brother is caught up in a trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of meekness and gentleness. But he, he goes on to explain that you need to, when doing so, you know, be careful, right? Examine yourself, make sure, because it's easy for you to also get caught up in sin and trespass. If you're not careful, if if you don't watch it. And I think this is, it would be one application of that. this would be one danger that we get caught up um, And the reason I say that is Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 through 18 where it, it talks about if a brother has sinned against you right go to him and talk to him and and I think when we when we put that together with the Galatians 6 in part, you know why do we go to them? Right? Why are we going to them to talk to them? Because notice it says in Matthew eighteen, if they sin against you, right? Well, we're not to go to them with the spirit of retaliation, right? That that's not why we're doing this. Uh, we are doing it for the uh, for the salvation of the soul, for the sake of the soul, and and not only theirs but ours, right? I mean that that's the whole point of this is with a view of eternity. And trying to, you know, uh, make sure that not only we are right with the Lord, but so is those around us, and uh, and so I think when we approach this subject, you know, that's where you know this can become dangerous because even if we're not going in the spirit of retaliation, if we're not careful, it can easily come across that way. And so, uh, as we talk about this subject. You know that's that's something we need to keep in mind as well because in, anytime we confront sin, anytime we address a wrong, uh, it can uh, appear, you, know, have an appearance of retaliation. if we're not super careful. sometimes even if we are careful, it, it can have that appearance. And so um, so this is something that can be an extremely sensitive subject and and, and approach. That we need to take um, when uh, when addressing sin, or if you know of someone else, or if they've
0: sinned against us. How many times have you had a a, a brother who sins against another brother, and instead of handling it the way that you just described, Chris, they they like for instance, they'll come to the preacher, and the preacher will will tell the preacher, "Hey, yeah, you know what, brother so and so did to me." You know, and it may not be the preacher. They may just start saying it behind the scenes, you know, to uh, other brethren at church. Now, why are they doing that? Well, they're, they're trying to slander their brothers as a means of retaliation. And, again, that, uh, that's not what you just read. That's, that's not the uh, instructions that Christians have been given. So I, I think you bring up a good point when dealing with someone who had sinned against you. A brother who'd sinned against you, you know, are you going to have that that spirit of wanting to restore your brother, doing it out of love? Or are you looking to get even? Uh, that's a good point.
1: Josh, jump in, man. Um <clears throat> I start. think that do what, what now? Nothing. Pull a string. Pull a string. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that spirit of love is important. Um, uh, Ephesians five or four fifteen rather tells us about uh, to speak the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love, um, love is important. But I, I do want to uh, emphasize that speaking the truth in love does not does not always mean that the our words are going to be flowery and and pleasant and and sweet and kind and and things like that. Sometimes speaking the truth in love is going to mean rebuke. You know, you look at Matthew 23 and see how Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. He was speaking in love. And I would emphasize that by looking at the end of the chapter, when he's appealing to Jerusalem, how I wanted to draw you to myself, like a a mother hen draws her chicks to herself, but you were unwilling. Uh, Jesus spoke in love, but it was very stern in, in what he said. So I think we need to, um, Tear down that mindset that speaking the truth in love means it's always going to be sweet and kind and nice and pleasant. Uh, That's not always the case. Um, Love is going to um, is going to um, what's it called? Hurt sometimes. Yeah, the whole idea of tough love. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you you look at Romans thirteen. I know Chris. uh, Excuse me, uh, Richard, that guy down there. um, He mentioned uh, Romans twelve. In the next chapter, I find it interesting. He begins in verse 8 by talking about owing no one to anything except to love one another. He who loves his neighbor is fulfilled the law. And then he starts listing some of the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't covet. And if there's any other commandment, it's summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You look at the Ten Commandments. First four are dealing with a relationship with God. Last six are dealing with our relationship with God. There's some math for you, Richard. Um, And You know, you look at committing adultery, murder, stealing. If you do any of those, you're not loving your neighbor. And and so all of that can be summed up with love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on in verse 10 to say, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of the law. And I think we need to chew on that verse some. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. And particularly in the context of retaliation, if I'm acting in love, that means I'm not going to do wrong to anyone. anyone. Uh, Whether they've been good to me or not, I'm going to treat them kindly. I'm going to treat them with love. I'm going to treat them in the way that God wants me to treat them. And you look at, here in Romans thirteen, you look at Roman, excuse me, Ephesians four, the end of the chapter, letting all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. He says in verse thirty-two, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. You know, part of the the point there is we need to uh, we need to respond in a proper way, regardless of how we're treated. He says, be kind to one another. He doesn't say if they're kind to you. Be kind to one another, period. Uh, and, and as he brings in the forgiving one another, there might be the implication that they may not be treating you right sometimes. Uh, but kindness and love still needs to prevail in our, in our actions. And if we start from that point, if we start from the point that we need to be kind and we need to be loving in all that we do, a lot of the problems that we get ourselves into are going to uh, work themselves out because we're acting in a a manner of love. And if more people would do that, this world would be such a better place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you think about various relationships and situations work, for example, you know, people that uh, are in work situations, they're at their workplace and a coworker or a boss or something, you know, says something to them or, you know, in, you know, maybe just the tone is wrong. And sometimes it's it's easy, especially you know for I, I think I, I think especially for young Christians or you know babes in Christ, you know who have been in the world for so long, the, you know the world says, you're not going to talk to me that way without me talking to you that way as well. And that that's that's a form of retaliation, right? That's that's what we're doing. We are giving them. And Richard read the you know the, from the Proverbs and several other passages at the outset that you know if you're going to do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. And and that's what we're talking about. That's what you know we see in the New Testament. And don't you know that's not helpful. That's not beneficial. And that's not going to you know lead. Someone to Christ, and I think about Second Peter chapter two, uh, or rather First Peter, First Peter chapter two, beginning in verse eighteen. When you have this servant who has a uh, you know a, a a worker you might say who has a boss who is extremely um, difficult and and evil, and the reminder is remember you know you're you're basically laboring for the Lord, not for him, right? So when you when you talk, when you act, when when you do the things that you do, you need to remember that you're doing them for the Lord, no one else, because those, that's where your blessings are coming from. You know, you may think, well, you know, he's paying my bills. No, you're getting blessed by God, and so having that approach and that understanding should temper our ad- attitude, our our you know our our mindset to really. Um, you know, just be really careful in our approach, you know, when someone we think wrongs us, you know, as you guys have been talking about, you know, how do we respond to that and and we should not respond in kind.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know it, it all depends on what shade, the color of your glasses are. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all perspective. If you got the proper perspective, then you're going to probably act properly. If you have a wrong perspective, then you're going to act selfishly. And and having the right perspective means that when somebody treats you this way at work, then you're going to see that as an opportunity to glorify God. And if you handle it his way, then you're sowing the seed, and you're doing exactly what Christ told you to do. And you have an opportunity to lead someone to Jesus. But on the other hand, if you're wearing the glasses of retaliation, now you're being indulgent and you're saying, well, you have, you know, you have uh, violated my, uh, what is, what it belongs to me in some means or reason. And so now you're going to get even with that person. And that does not glorify God. That's not doing the work of Christ, and that's not going to lead anyone to Jesus. And so really what we need to be careful about is to make sure that we are wearing the proper shade of glasses. And by that, I mean looking at life with the right perspective. If we have the proper perspective, then retaliation is going to have its place, and that belongs to God. But if we uh, don't have the proper perspective, we're going to usurp on the Lord's authority and try to take retaliation ourselves. We'll make ourselves a judge and uh, and uh, try to enforce this punishment on the one who has violated us. Yeah, you know, and pride is really at the heart of, of
1: retaliation. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that that's what brings that about, brings that up. Is because our pride has been hurt, and you know that that's something that you know no no one likes for sure, Um, and and that's what we're um, facilitates the response of retaliation is is pride. That's what I think it comes down to. Um, I want to. I heard an
2: uh, um, a story about a, a young lady. This is a real story, but um, they were at a, an an event, and some girl comes up to this young lady and slaps her. And next thing you know, they're on the floor because this girl's just like beating her you know, for slapping her. And it, it's easy for us, from our human perspective, to think about that like, "Yeah, girl, you go get her. Like, get her. Yeah." that's not the biblical way to respond in that situation. And I think we need to, we need to allow the scripture to prevail in our thinking. And because we want to see, I mean, you're going to beat me. You're going to slap me. I'm going to beat you. That's not Christ-like. Not at all. Um, but I do want to bring in the comment that was made here. Cause I think there's a good point um, that David brings up. Lots of times we have to distinguish between sin and getting our feelings hurt. Sometimes course joking doesn't sit well with our other brothers. Um, he's right there because yeah, there was a situation one time where um, somebody had asked me a question in the back of the auditorium and and I was just like, man, no, I didn't. You know, Asked me if I had done something. I was like, oh, man, no, I didn't. And the way that somebody had heard that they took it as if I were snapping at them. No, I didn't. Kind of that that tone. And that wasn't at all how I was responding. I was just kind of like, oh man, no. And so that person was upset with me because they thought I was being cross with her sister. And you know, it's just a simple misunderstanding, you know. And sometimes we do get our feelings hurt because we think somebody Uh, said something that that was offensive to us and we get upset and we think that uh, you know this is this needs to be dealt with when maybe sometimes what we need to do is just get over it Uh, if it's sin we need to deal with that Um, but if it's just a matter of my feelings are hurt uh, sometimes we can just kind of move past that move forward without having to make a big fuss about it. I mean, eventually there may be a time where you do need to sit down with somebody and say, Hey, you know what? This, this bothers me. This hurts my feelings. I, I don't appreciate this. Um, and, and that would be an appropriate way to deal with that. But I think we do need to understand that distinction uh, between sin. And you know, this just bothers me.
0: Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And then he says this, and this is where I think this is for me one of the most revealing parts of this verse give no opportunity to the devil. And a lot of times when we get upset and we start thinking about retaliating, it's because we are angry and we're opening the door for the devil. And think about what happens when we do retaliate. Um, the war has now been declared it's going to escalate. If that other person, for instance, is not a Christian, then they're going to want to defend their honor again. And then you're going to want to defend your honor. And and it just keeps stepping up until pretty soon. It's just, it's just really, really bad. And so you've given the devil everything that he wanted by, uh, opening the door for anger and so we have to be willing to nip that in the bud. I mean, when we feel like somebody has wronged us and we're feeling that anger, we have to understand that, I mean, that's one reason why you need to go to a brother immediately. If, if you are angered by another brother and Matthew 18 says you go to them, you know, do that before the sun goes down. I mean, go, go get that settled. Go fix that because the devil is going to work on this. That's what he, that's, that's his environment. He thrives in that type of environment. And so we got to make sure that, you know, we're we're all going to be at battle with the devil. He's our adversary as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may him, whom he may devour. So we understand that, but let's not play the game on his field. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's make sure that, uh, we're at battle you know, following the, the one whose instructions, who's already defeated the devil. And that's Jesus. And I don't know why we wouldn't want to follow. I mean, I make the same mistake too. I'm not any better than anybody else. I've, I've, I've felt the same temptations and I've failed in the same manner as a lot of people have, but that doesn't change the truth of the matter. Right. And the, the truth is that we should look to Jesus and follow his example and follow his instructions in having to deal with this. And if we do that, again, we're going <laughs> to, things will work out just fine. We just got to let Jesus handle it. So,
1: you know, we, we talk about, you know, approach. We're, we're talking about attitudes, right? We've talked about one relationship and we can get into others. Uh, because I think we probably should talk about marriage and and uh in in just a moment but you know what what are some things that we can do first of all when we are tempted in this way you know in retaliation and i I think one of the first things is prayer right um while nehemiah wasn't tempted with retaliation in the you know there in the first couple of chapters of of nehemiah nehemiah chapter 2 especially when when the king said you know what what do you require me what do you request of me You know, it says there that he he prayed to the to God, and then he responded to the king, and and I I always think about that text because I think you know here was one who had a mindset of prayer who in 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 a very quick moving situation, you know was had God on his mind in the forefront of of his thoughts, and he and he you know he prayed. And and I think that's sometimes what we need to do before we act, before we speak, is, is to stop. James one verse nineteen uh, is you know tells us to be you know quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. And so you know I, I think prayer helps us with that, um, asking for wisdom. James one verse fifteen or verse five uh, through seven. Um, you know, again, slow to speak and quick to hear James one 19. So, you know, I think all of that works together and is, is one of the first steps that we ought to have, uh, is, is prayer, uh, in those situations.
0: Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you, I mean, you're going to be tempted. So why wouldn't you want to go to Jesus in prayer? Mm. It, It doesn't even make any sense, but we still can't. We, we have to understand as Christians what our responsibility is. Romans 15, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. Well, if you've been wronged by someone in that situation, they're weak. And he goes on to say not to please ourselves. And so retaliation is just pleasing yourselves. And then he finishes, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. So when someone does you wrong, you need to sit back and, as Chris says, you need to pray, but you need to think about what do what can I do to help this one who has treated me like this? Obviously, if they're treating him you like this, they're probably treating other people like this. And so they're, they're having a problem, and uh, things are out of kilter in their life. And so you need to start thinking about, you know what can you do to help them get things back on track? That that's being that's having the mind and heart of a servant. Uh, that's not uh, you know that's not having the mind and heart of a worldly person. It's mind
1: said than done.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah, not I saying know. that.
1: I know. I'm I'm just pointing that out to folks. We we well, recognize that
0: we have an obligation to truth. Yeah, And so, you know, yes, we are all, don't get me wrong. We are all obligated to truth and it's hard for all of us. All right. That's, I won't, I won't go, I won't say no more about that, but needless to say, we still, at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to separate us from being wrong or right is truth and how much we chose to adhere to it. And so when we're thinking about our responsibility to God, we have to understand that we have to follow his instructions. And so, again, it it comes down to perspective. It comes down to what shade of glasses are you wearing? Are you wearing the, the glasses of Jesus Christ? Are you looking at the world the way Jesus looked at the world? Or are you looking through the glasses of those who killed Jesus? And that's really what it comes down to. And um, you have an example of that, I believe, with uh, Cain and Abel. Go back to the very beginning. You know, Cain was wearing the glasses of those who killed Jesus, and uh, Abel was uh, wearing the glasses of Jesus Christ. He was the one who was doing what the Lord wanted him to do. And, of course, Cain become enraged and upset and killed his brother. And so, you know, we, we, we just can't allow ourselves. There is too much at stake in this world for us to allow ourselves to be selfish. You know, we want to go to heaven. The only way we're going to go to heaven, the only way I know how to go to heaven is to be pleasing to God. And like I said, and Chris has made it clear, it's not easy to do, but that's the only way we're going to go. And so we have to respect truth. We have to acknowledge it and we have to adhere to it.
1: Josh,
2: I would also, I would also add sometimes the, the power of just walking away. Um, I realize this is a different, a different sin under consideration here. Um, but you think about Joseph in Genesis 39, what does he do? He, he's in the midst of a temptation and he flees from it. Um, The Bible talks a lot about being sober-minded, and we need to recognize that if we're boiling with anger, we're not sober-minded. And we cannot possibly make the right decision if we are boiling with anger. And so sometimes the best way to handle that situation is to simply walk away to give yourself time to cool down so you can start to think clearly. So you can start to, to soberly look at this situation and, and consider the best course of action, obviously in a non retaliatory way, but um, you know, some, and obviously this is not going to be a storming off mad kind of thing. Um, but we need to be willing to, to step away uh, for a, a minute and, and gather ourselves. And uh, so that way we, don't allow ourselves to to act in the heat of the moment and end up doing something we shouldn't or something that we'll later on regret.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like that's like First Corinthians six, a brother taking another brother to court. You know, are you willing to suffer wrong instead of bringing reproach upon the name of Jesus Christ? I mean, that's that's that comes down to where we're going to be uh, sitting at. Are we willing to suffer wrong? And give place for vengeance. And uh, uh, nowhere in the scriptures do I see the, where I have the authority to take vengeance. Uh, I don't. I don't have such. And and you know I can't help but think of uh, the marriage problems that many people have that would be solved if they just did a, a study <laughs> in the Bible about retaliation. And, and, and its place in it because all too often these wars that we talk about that take place between two people start off with one person wronging another. And then the other one's going to get even with them. I have heard of couples who have had an affair because their mate had an affair and they only did it to retaliate against the other one. And what a horrible, horrible thing to bring into your household. So, that's something we have to think about even in our marriages, you know, are we going to look to retaliate against our mate when they do something wrong against us, you know, or, you know, are we, uh, are we going to look to do what's better for them? That's, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I always tell my wife after I do something mean to her, I always say, but don't retaliate. That's, that's, You know, I like what Michelle told Catherine, you know, we were Michelle told Catherine what she does to Chris, uh, she'll, uh, she'll move furniture around or she'll move things in the cabinets around as a way to get even with Chris. I always thought that was funny. (laughs) Thanks for encouraging bad
1: behavior. I know. (laughs) No, my wife is awesome. She does wonderful things. So um i'll just
0: up with you that's right
1: that's right oh man you know and there josh brought up um uh joshua no joseph but uh yeah uh, jeremiah is another example when he was in the temple uh prophesying and ah man one of the false prophet ham hananiah maybe came in and but um it just says, you know, and Jeremiah left the temple. Yeah, you know, he, he had, he just left. He had, he, you know, there wasn't, what, what could he do? The people weren't listening. They, you know, and you had this false prophet saying, oh, no, you know, he, he removed the yoke that, uh, that Jeremiah had, the wood yoke, and he broke it, and Jeremiah just left. You know, that, that's, you know, the, uh, what was the, what would be, have been the point? of retaliating that, that, you know, there, it wouldn't have been right. And so, um, you know, that it kind of regrouped and got with God and, and, uh, followed God's instruction.
0: Well, that that's, that's just it. That does give you time to, to, I mean, it is a temptation. And yeah. so the best thing sometimes you can do is walk away and calm down and refocus. I got a lesson that I call time out. You know, on a football game or sporting events, you know, the coaches will call a timeout if things aren't going their way. And they'll try to get the team refocused and regrouped. And, uh, and that's the same thing for a Christian. Many times Christians, who they don't utilize their timeouts the way they should. Uh, we got an unlimited amount of supply of that. We can call a timeout and regroup. And if you're at work, you know, that could be on your break or that could be on your lunch break. But that's an excellent time to call time out and go to God in prayer and get just refocus, get, you know, get your mind right the way it's supposed to be. Now, uh, we had somebody write in and say that uh, they worked at a place one time where there was a lot of persecution that took place. Uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people are in a position where they can't walk away from a job like that, and I understand it. But you can go to God in prayer, and you can give God time to work on that. And God, God will hear your prayer. And so the thing to do is to utilize a timeout, go to God in prayer, take it to Him in prayer, and give Him time to do what you're not able to do. Because God can do many things.
1: Yeah. When Jesus was arrested, right, He, he couldn't walk away. But when He was asked certain questions, I think uh, after being before Pilate, he went before Herod and then and then back before Pilate. And but with Herod asking questions, kind of knowing the motivation. But what did Jesus do? He, he kept silent. He didn't respond. You know. And sometimes that's the best thing. Just, just be quiet. Just don't don't respond. And 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 then, as you said, take that time. You know, uh, for for prayer, for thought, consideration. You know, and uh, and just don't give in to that temptation. Again, easier said than done, but it, it it's it's one of those things that it's going to be vital. And you know, you keep saying about the, which glasses are you wearing. You know, all of this that we're trying to encourage people is to have that view of eternity, right? That that's what we need to be keeping in mind: our salvation and the salvation of the souls around us, and what's going to benefit them. You you got real close in Ephesians chapter four, Richard, with the text that you were reading but if you were to continue it talks about let your speech be seasoned you know with grace um you know with salt but giving grace to the hearer uh retaliating does not do that and so we need to be careful with what we say and how we say it you know if we're let's
0: if you lose your soul if you've been burning in hell for a while do you think you're going to care about getting even with the person who wronged you on earth I don't think so, <laughs> you're gonna be more concerned about where you're at, and so, yes, again, perspective uh let's make sure that we keep the proper perspective here. Don't lose the game uh, just because somebody violated your right uh that or treated you wrong don't don't lose the game because of that. be f- stay focused on the end result, yeah. Oh, we got a comment here. Uh, Chris Kramer, how much time do we waste thinking of what we should have said in response to someone who hurt us instead of just moving on? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, our, our minds need to be more, the the things that we think about need to be, uh, focused on serving God as well. Our thoughts. So again, yeah, you start retaliating you start thinking about it. Then uh, if you're thinking about what you should have said, then you're probably going to look for opportunities to go back in time, to be able to say it again. So in other words, you're waiting for the next opportunity for it to come up. Although maybe it's
1: better to think about what you should have said, rather than think about what you should not have said. Well, <laughs> But yeah, no no, point well taken. I think I think Chris is right. I mean, we we do instead of moving on. Uh, that that's, you know, again, the, some of this stuff can be very difficult to do, you know, especially when we've been hurt. Right? When when we've hurt we've been hurt, our feelings have been hurt and, you know, we've been wronged, it, it's hard not to think about that. Right? And but again, that, that question would be okay, you know, and that that would be where we go to God in prayer. We read and study his word. And then we can think about all right, how do I move forward with this? Because sometimes it isn't just a matter of letting it go, depending on what it is. Yes, sometimes, yeah, you just need to let it go uh, and move on. But sometimes if it's more serious, it, it has to be addressed. And so you do need to give some thought and consideration. Um to that, and I know that's not what what Chris is in, in that situation. What uh, Kramer's talking about, but um, you know, there again, there's there's some things that you know really we need to think about. We need we need to take it take time to consider all of these things,
0: mm-hmm. and then um, forgive a brother, forgive a brother seven times seventy. Let's not forget about that. That's something we need to be doing as well. If you go to that brother who wronged you and he's sorry, then, you know, have that, uh, have that attitude of, as Chris said, moving on, uh, you know, forget it seven times 70. I don't think that just means 490 times. I think he's saying that, uh, as, as often as he asks, we, you know, we, we give him that forgiveness,
1: you know, he's got a calculator
0: there, Josh.
1: No, I to.
0: I got I gifted. You count that high. I got children who are gifted in math that take after me. They, you know, they're they both did calculus, so you yeah, know they do. Yeah, and I had as we talked about before the show, I help them in their doing their homework. So that's they're just like me in many ways. Go ahead, Josh. Academically,
2: <laughs> anyway, Not yeah, now. yeah. It's time to move on. <laughs> Richard mentioned this at the beginning, but I think the instruction at the end of Romans 12 uh, is important. Uh, beginning of verse 17, he says, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Uh, respect what is right in the sight of all men. That's a very sh- pos- a sh- positive um, instruction
0: that's e- there. That's easy uh, for you to say.
2: Yeah, uh, don't pay back evil to anyone. You know That, that is what it is. Um, Verse 18, if possible, so as far as depends on you, be at peace with all men. So if there's not peace, it's not going to be your fault. But then he says in verse 19, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Uh, One of the things in this whole thing that we need to remember is that vengeance is not our place. Revenge is not our place. Retaliation is not our place. That's God's place. And I think part of that stems from that thought in uh, Psalm 51 when David is acknowledging his sin with Bathsheba. He says, "Against you, you only, I have sinned." Speaking to God. Uh, well, I mean, you could technically say he sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against Uriah. He sinned, you know, against all these people. Joab. Uh, but at the end of the day, for uh, you know, he's accountable to God for his sin, and. We need to remember that God will avenge Himself in time, in the right time, and and I think there needs to be some care given there. Um, you look at the wicked people around us today, and I, I've thought many times before they're gonna they're gonna get justice. Maybe not in this life, but in the life to come, they're gonna get justice, and, and it's hard not to take joy in that you know, and I don't think we ought to take joy in that. I think we ought to mourn that fact mm-hmm. um, that they will receive justice and it'll be too late when God takes vengeance against them. Um, but we need to leave it there. Allow God to, to take his vengeance. Allow God to repay in his time, in his way. Um, uh, you know, we see some of those uh imprecatory psalms where the psalmist starting calling down these curses upon people i think one of the things is they're calling upon god to take his vengeance re- rather than using them viewing themselves as the vessel through which god would take his vengeance um and, and i think the point is we never take that upon ourselves uh, god says i will i will take care of it i will take vengeance and we need to leave that in god's hands for he is the perfect judge he's the perfect uh, the one who knows perfectly uh, what is right and and what ought to be done, and so I think that's an important uh, thought as far as retaliation is concerned.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think that's very good. I, all these are great thoughts, and um, you know are, are things that need to be that need to be taken into consideration. And uh, and and a lot of it means that we have a lot of self examination to do, right? Because ultimately, retaliation starts with ourselves. Uh, because that's you know, that's, that's what we're, that's what, what we would do, um, if we don't stop and consider the things that have been mentioned, the passages that have been read, uh, and going to God in prayer. And so, uh, uh, some great thoughts that I think you guys have had, Richard, do you have any last thoughts you want to bring up?
0: Well, to go along with what, uh, Josh was saying, uh, I think again, having those, the right perspective means a lot because if we, uh. If we uh, think about what the Lord said to the uh, to Saul in Acts chapter nine, you know he had just he was part of the killing of Stephen, and you would think that would like be between him and Stephen, but that's not the way the Lord looked at it, because when Saul uh, was going to Damascus and the Lord appeared to him, what did he say? He says, "Why are you persecuting?" me and so the persecution if you're acting as a christian it's not against you it's against jesus christ and that's why vengeance belongs to him uh we should not have the attitude to try to take what belongs to god that's that would be like Achan, taken of the accursed thing back when they conquered jericho we don't want to do that uh, vengeance belongs to god that's his and so uh, we need to make sure we let him have what's his, and then and then make sure our attitude's right. Also, we we when people do do us wrong, we shouldn't sit back and just say, "Well, I, I can't wait to see what the Lord does to you." You know that that's the wrong attitude. Because when Stephen was being stoned, what did he say? "Forgive them, Father; they don't know what they're doing." And then Jesus had basically said the same thing when he hung on the cross. And so that's what we need to be doing as well seeking the best for those who who are treating us wrong and that's the whole that's the whole thing about being a disciple of christ um uh, it's not easy yeah yeah that's right that's right
1: josh last thoughts
2: i think about what uh paul wrote in galatians 5 uh, where he talks about not using our freedom in christ as an opportunity for the flesh but he says through love serve one another all the laws fulfilled in. Uh, the saying, love your neighbor as yourself. He says in verse 15, if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Uh, it, it's very easy for us to be consumed by our vengeance, by our biting and devouring uh, of one another. And so as we mentioned earlier in Romans 13 and verse 10, love does no harm to a neighbor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, these are just some great thoughts. I hope folks will take all of this uh, to heart and, and consider it and give it some serious thought and, and prayer. Uh, and whatever situation you find yourself in, you know, uh, uh, approach it with a view of eternity in all things. Thanks for listening to Berean Spirits. Be sure if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast through Spotify. Uh, again, just search for Berean Spirits. You should be able to find us there on Spotify. Uh, and of course, every Thursday, catch the live stream right here, on Facebook and YouTube as well. Until next time, remember to search the Scriptures with Berean
0: Spirits. Well, folks, that's all for today. Don't worry. Lord willing, the guys will be back next week for another Bible study on Berean Spirits. Until then, let the guys hear from you drop them some email at KoreanSpirits at gmail.com They'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep studying that Bible.